Hello and welcome to the Pouring My Art Out podcast. This is the big episode number 30 and it's called Let's Talk About Talking because we are going to talk about talking. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess mostly I will be talking about talking, although we shouldn't be surprised if Jimmy shows up and does some talking too. You can feel free to talk right along with me if that seems fun to you. Or you can listen to this episode with someone, and then afterwards you can both talk about the things I talked about while I talked about talking, and decide if you agreed with me, or thought I sounded crazy, or whether you thought it was funny or not. Or you can talk about something else entirely. Hey, I'm not the boss of you. And why, you should be asking. Is the subject of talking coming up on a podcast that is supposed to be a humorous examination of art in all its forms? Language is inseparable from art, as it is from all aspects of modern life. We have talked about words, which make up language, but though an intrinsic part of speech, like our bones, are an intrinsic part of a living being, words are not a language. I know you can't have a language without words or sounds, well, I guess sign language, that signify other things, but single words or words strung together randomly do not constitute a language. Oh, hold on, I'm being told that we have a new sponsor who has an ad to run. I didn't know anything about this. So who is this mystery sponsor, Jimmy? Well, let's just play the ad and find out. Do you have a big presentation to prepare for work? Are you struggling with a mathematical formula to tie string theory to possible faster-than-light propulsion? Are you doing your final college thesis paper or trying to cure cancer? Well, we can help. If you need to kick your brain into overdrive, or just want to experience a rush of creative and artistic inspiration, try American Special Supplier of Creativity Renting Artistic Crack Squirrels. For just $1 per squirrel per hour, you can get a little taste of what it is like inside Arthur's head. For a mere $100, you can rent 100 crack squirrels for one hour, or one crack squirrel for 100 hours. They do work better in a large group, just so you know. Contact us on the Pouring My Art Out Facebook page, and we will tell you where to send the check, money order, or cash. As soon as we receive and verify the payment, the squirrels will move into your head and you can start cranking out those crazy ideas. Try American Special Supplier of Creativity Renting Artistic Crack Squirrels today. Limit 5,000 crack squirrels per customer in a one-week period. No special training or equipment required. No shipping or handling charges added. Results may vary. Might cause behavioral changes. Absolutely no refunds. Not available in Washington, D.C. or Florida. Hey, 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 Jimmy. It's Arthur. What's up, my oversized, tailless mammal? I mean, you could have cleared this with me first, and getting my daughter Molly to do the voiceover, she didn't mention it to me either. And is this even legal? Sure it is. We checked with Pete. He used to live in a lawyer's head. 
He said that was pretty horrible. And we will split the money with you 50-50. Oh, okay. Then don't worry about it, man. Besides, we have bills to pay. You don't want an angry crack dealer showing up in the middle of the night, do you? Well, no. Alrighty then. Thanks, Arthur. Bye, people. Uh, where were we? Wait, American Special Supplier of Creativity Renting Artistic Crack Squirrels. Oh, I get it. Ass cracks. Very funny, Jimmy. Yeah, I was gonna add a line where I said, look into ass cracks today. I'm glad you didn't. We are better than that, Jimmy. If you say so, Arthur. Anyway... Okay, back to words, talking, as art. We have discussed storytelling and writing, which is just talking while you translate the words into written form. But art can't exist without words. Not really. Complex society couldn't exist without the ability to coordinate actions and share ideas. There would be no stores selling art supplies without talking. Collaboration wouldn't exist. And that is what allows things to get done. Which makes me wonder, when you think about things, is that the same as talking to yourself? I know you can have simple ideas without bothering to use words. I am hungry is easy enough. But can you express to yourself that you really want a grilled cheese sandwich and some fresh squeezed orange juice with a few chocolate chip cookies? But do we have any oranges? And did I remember to take the bread out of the freezer? without actually using words, which would be talking to yourself, right? Am I the only one that does that? Carry on conversations in my head? Anyway, I am getting distracted. Back to talking about talking. Let's go back and revisit our old friend, the cave wall painting caveman, and try to figure out how we, the human race, got from naming objects to actually talking about stuff. When did we people begin to have actual conversations. And I mean talking like women use the word, not like men use it. I mean sharing things, bonding, getting to know one another. So our prehistoric cave dwellers had named all the objects around them. And then they came up with modifiers and descriptors. The tall green tree. The cold deep water. Undoubtedly, the males already had 50 different ways to say bodacious tatas and other silly names for body parts and poop. They could say the big red berries or the sour green berries that make your poop soft, the bright star or the not-so-bright star. But when did they start wondering about the stars and discussing what they might be? Our cave painting friend could point to his picture of a horse and say it was a horse although it was obviously a horse. But did he, could he explain why he had painted it? Maybe my joke about him just liking horses is way off base. Maybe he was a shaman and he tried to help the hunters by conjuring up the spirits of the animals they were hunting for. Which leads to questions about when we started to wonder about what or who created all the abundant life around us. And who or what made stars and lightning, thunder and rain and volcanoes and us? These questions were the foundations of all the religions to come, good or bad, and the biggest questions, 
why we are here and where do we go when we die, began to be asked and discussed sometime, somewhere. And imagination, the cornerstone of art, ran wild, looking for unknowable answers because people hate those. I read a theory somewhere that was, wait, maybe it was a stand-up comedy routine. Anyway, it had to do with the differences between men and women and how it all ties in with our earliest ancestors. Specifically, it had to do with the way the sexes differ when it comes to shopping for a coat. In our early hunter-gatherer days, the jobs that had to be taken on were specifically split between the males and the females. They hadn't invented women's lib yet, although I bet they thought about it. I am not taking sides or forming an opinion or judgment. The prevailing logic was that men were better suited to hunting cave bears and saber-toothed tigers and woolly mammoths using only pointy sticks than the women were. Make of that what you will. Anyway, men hunted big game and women gathered fruits and nuts and eggs and vegetable-type stuff. Hence the hunter-gatherer thing. Men basically had one thing to do. Get meat. They didn't go out looking for a particular main course for dinner. Whatever they stumbled upon or tracked down first was dinner. That led to a need-meat-get-meat mindset. Uh, Women would gather and comb through meadows and grasslands and forests, eyeing everything, alert for any and all edible things. If the pickings were good, they could afford to be choosy, picking the best berries or roots or whatever. This led to a observe, compare, scan, cover a lot of ground mentality. So today, a man goes to the mall to buy a coat. Need coat. Get coat. He goes to as few stores as possible and gets the first coat that fits and doesn't look too dorky. A woman goes to the mall, goes to every store, tries on multitudes of coats, and gets one that looks good on her. It might be the first coat she tried on hours before. That isn't the point. The point is that men and women are different, and also that we can't overlook the possibility that most things we do, and the way we do them, have psychological undertones that go way back to our prehistoric ancestors because we were hunter-gatherers for way longer than we have been city-dwelling members of an advanced society. As an historical note of interest, there are still hunter-gatherer tribes in the Amazon, Australia, and Africa, and some of the larger islands. You can check my facts on your next vacation. But this brings me back to talking about talking. And when we really started talking about things, when we began to share our dreams, our plans for the future, when we gazed at the stars and wondered aloud about their mysteries. To tie in my recent verbal side trip, I think that women have always been better at communicating than men have. I realize this is a generality, but I'm okay with that. I have always enjoyed the friendship of women more on some levels than of men because they talk about things. I'm not saying all women are deep or that all men are shallow, but I do know that I have zero interest in talking about cars or sports. And when men start talking about women, well, that doesn't always end up well, if there were no women present. I think all these patterns of communication were set during those hunter-gatherer years. Eons. I think these patterns still linger deep inside us. 
Men learned to strut and brag about the big cave bear they hunted. Everything was a contest. Women cared for the children. They had to be intuitive because babies can't tell you what they want or need. Also, they had to teach the kids how to talk, and teaching lets you look at a skill in new ways, to experiment. Nowadays, people talk more than ever, but do we say more? Is there anything new to talk about? Any new ways to talk about the same old things? Have we figured out why we are here, or the mysteries of the stars? I suspect that real communication owes a lot to our emotions. If you think of our prehistoric ancestors as just early versions of us, without cars and cell phones, and not like the grunting, primitive, animal-skin-clad Neanderthals shown in so many movies, it is easy to imagine how they slowly added words to aid communication. Naming a sunset is just the first step to talking about its beauty. Emotions need words to express themselves. Love, friendship, happiness, sadness, desires, and plans for the future all must have stemmed from our innate need to be part of the tribe, the group. We had things we wanted to tell each other and share with each other. There were stories that needed to be told around those fires during the long nights. Words added to words to explain not only things but feelings and ideas. The struggle to express ourselves led to more words, which led to new ways to communicate, leading to even more new words. One person did not invent a dictionary of words. It was a group effort. It takes a village to create conversation. We still invent new words. We still invent new ways to talk to each other. Language evolves with us. Talk to each other. Use the gift of words handed down to us by all those who came before us. Once again, and I apologize, I have more questions than I have answers. Oh, wait, hey, I have a shout-out to do. Someone finally looked up pouring my art out on Facebook and left me a message. So, thanks ever so much. I can't tell you how much it means to me. The podcast hosting site, Buzzsprout, tells me I have hundreds of downloads so far, but this is the first actual contact I have had with a listener. I feel so connected now. I'm not just shouting in the dark. Feel free to contact me. Maybe I will do more shoutouts. And thanks again for reaching out and for the mention of the Grim Reaper's hot sauce. I don't know if people like my crazy commercials or not, but it gives me some feedback. I mean, I just do this for fun. Would I like to make money? Yes, I would like to get paid. I'd like to get paid when I brush my teeth or eat a meal. But this is just about being silly to see how many ways I can stretch my premise of a humorous podcast loosely based on art. So tell me what you like or don't like or would like to hear in the future. I know I can't make all of you happy, but I can sure the heck try. And despite what Jimmy says, please don't send money to rent crack squirrels. I mean, you can if you want to. It might work. Who knows? Okay, well that's what I was going to say, but it turns out that was an old friend of mine from the blog. 
Now, my wife claims that people I meet on my blog are not friends, no matter how much we share electronically. I don't agree with that, but I do sort of feel that this comment on Facebook does not count for a shout-out because I knew the person already. So I am still planning on doing a shout-out for whoever contacts me at Pouring My Art Out, search for it, on Facebook, first. Two other quick things before we wrap up, because this episode is about talking, and I am doing this next bit as a free public service. I have told you that babies, dogs, and horses love me. Well, so do plants. I am going to talk to your plants. So move your phone or laptop or whatever you listen to this podcast on close to whichever of your plants is in the worst shape, and I will make it generic so indoor or outdoor, potted or soil grown doesn't matter. Ready? Here I go. Hey, Earth Buddy, why the droopy leaves? I know, this isn't your native environment. Your soil pH is unbalanced, and you either get too much water or not enough. It's hard to be a plant. You are so busy with photosynthesis and air filtering. You feel unappreciated and lonely. But you are loved, and you are appreciated. You make oxygen for all living things. Your breath is the breath of life for this whole world. The Earth Mother needs you. She depends on you. Yeah, people suck, but you don't do it for us. You do it for her. We will try to do a better job, help out with the planet more, now that the bad man isn't president of the big country anymore. We can make things better, together. So grow tall and strong, little Earth Protector. We will try to take better care of you and all your brothers and sisters and cousins and in-laws. Thank you, brave and loyal plant. For all you do. This next bit is just something I discovered while Jimmy and I were recording parts of this episode, and I think it's funny, so I am going to share it with you. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, what's up? Say something. Oh, okay. Hey, if there's one thing that crack squirrels can do, it's talk. So if you... You know I... So then, and you wouldn't believe what landed right in his mouth. Oh, man, we... Okay, Jimmy, that's enough. Oh, okay, sure, Arthur. Well, bye, people. See, if I shut my mouth while he's talking, it cuts him off from the microphone, sort of. I can still hear him in my head. Just cracks me up. Okay, thanks, everybody. Contact me on Facebook. We will say goodbye with the stirring commercial theme music for <sighs> Ass Cracks. Bye, people. You're writing a novel or play, and writer's block is getting in the way. Can't think of one single thing to say Then you need a handful of crack squirrels today If you've got some deep thinking to do Crack squirrels
girls might be the answer for you. We couldn't say it on a podcast if it wasn't true. Crack squirrel guaranteed to change your point of view. Yeah. Artistic crack squirrels. Artistic crack squirrels. 